This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's I'm every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got David Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. And away we go. Guess what? Great news. You made it to another Monday and you're still with us. Woohoo! DNR 98.7 ESPN. The man who's been gallivanting across North America is back with us. He's my friend. He's your friend. He's our co-host, America's co-host, really. The great Rick DiPietro. Welcome back, Rick. How are you? I like how you cleaned it up. I appreciate that. You cleaned it up a little bit. Clean welcome to a welcome to a Monday. It used to be like what I liked was that hey, you're not dead. You kind right. of you cleaned it up a little bit. I like that. I can appreciate you're, that. You're still not dead. You're with us, right? If you're yeah. listening to this, if you hear our voices, either you're hearing it from the heavens, which would be unusual, or you're not dead, which is great. All right, couple things now. Yeah, I've been gone for a week. Couple uh-huh. things. I'm going to start with the positive. Oh, oh, really? I missed you guys a lot. That's very nice. And I'm happy to I'm happy to see that RJ's feeling better. You don't know what happened when you were gone. As you pretty much called him, you pretty much called him up during, called him out during his sim. Like RJ probably let Raymond do this because you sound like crap. Well, you know what? I I just he didn't sound well, and I was worried for him. And I thought it'd be easier for Ray to speak than RJ because he went. The weird thing was you could hear him go downhill during the actual show. I think uh, it was. On, it didn't. It did not sound like he was getting any better. He was getting progressively point. worse. Yes. So All right, that's the first thing. All right. Okay? So that's nice. That's the nice thing. Uh Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Uh, if you if you defend Ray, you're dead to me. No, how can I how can I defend Ray? Okay, I, I actually I was in the car on Thursday, turned the radio on, and I put on I had to put on the podcast because it was it was later. Show starts, no open, none. Yeah, and now and this is before I found out that RJ was even off the show. I mean, I have Raymond qualified, probably does a better open than I do. More, more than qualified. Right. Like a PhD in opens. Right. He's, I mean, he's 60% of my open. Right. And on top of that, it wasn't like we had Joe Leo, who got, will never be allowed to do the open again. It's, it's Tom Powell who actually right. does a, a, a good open. Yeah, that's right. And yet we have no open. Yeah. And I got to sit now, there's a West Coast open. Well, well, what are we supposed to do? No. You're supposed to do the Thursday Open, but fine. Uh, well, Listen, don't blame, don't blame fine. me. Ray, it's Ray, not your fault. Did you hear, Raymond? Ray, he was belligerent is yeah. what he was. He's Ray, like, I'll tell you what. I'm not doing the Open. I don't care, and I'm not doing the Open, and if you don't like it, that's too <laughs> too darn bad for you. That's basically what he said. <laughs> this is what happens when you give him this kind of power. He sits in that seat. It goes right to his head. I don't – okay. Here's the other thing. I appreciate the fact that you guys have all put your heads together, which was great, and we're going to come. Hey, how about we do – the West Coast Open at 9. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And they're going to do a uh, a Tom Bauer-Dan Grassa collab. Does Dan Grassa have no respect for the actual Thursday Open? Well, you you heard what I, I screamed at him. He goes rogue mid-open. Uh, he's like, you know, we're in the middle of the Open. He's like, well, what do <laughs> you think about this guy? Like, wait, wait, Stop it. Stay on script. You're not supposed to do song. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, what's happening? Yeah. Where's Billy Joel Hale from? No, stop it. Okay, that's, that's number two. And All number right. three. Right, the final one is 
Here How dare you? How dare who? That you. Me? You, I'm coming after you on this one. I was so good to you last week. No, you were great. Uh, every, think- t- every time anybody went after you at all, I defended you to the hilt. So this I want to hear. That you think, you think I'm such a savage lunatic with so much FOMO that I would purposely call you during the show brunch just to be a part of the show brunch. Oh, it, it was. Then why? Well, I first of all, it I had was SOS. Just coincidental? No, I was part of that whole cell phone thing where I had my cell phone was done. I couldn't get it to work, so I couldn't even listen on the uh, on the app to the show. So I had no idea. Last I heard, you weren't doing it, and then I called you for a business related f- uh, phone call, like le- legit business, and no no answer. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting smashed on the radio about no it. no answer because right in the heart of the brunch, all of a sudden, Rick making the call. Well, I had no idea. I just figured I was catching you after the show. Very coincidental, then. Okay, so if they, if that's no coincidence, uh, then there's no coincidence that you didn't get your coffee right. They gave. They said you want decaf. Nope, we're not going to give you the decaf. No, no, guess no. what? They they, they gave remember you the decaf. They just gave the decaf to Ray. Yeah, because because they remember you from last time because the waiters talked. No, and they that knew wait, this that guy is not a great I've ever seen in my life. I this, don't this know guy, who that waiter was. This probably your pitcher's probably in the kitchen. If you see this guy, <laughs> don't give great service because he sucks at tipping. Sucks at tipping. I gave the, those people twenty percent last time. Twenty percent. Oh please! What you know? What? Because I don't have money falling out of my pockets like you. I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't have Islanders money. Just well, what's that? That's Islanders money falling Are out you? of my pockets. All right. So I wasn't going to bring this up now, but I figured I, I, mean, I, I might as well because you just led me right into it. Yeah. So how about this? This was Did the it end? Is that was that what happened? No. No. no God. Fine. God, Listen. No, you know what? Fine. Ends. You guys enjoy your little brunch without me. How about this one? Speaking what? of having you know, money, just people just giving you money. You're going to love this one. So Milo's birthday's coming up here in, what's the date today? The 26th. So his birthday's yeah. tomorrow. Nice. So we're in Boston for Nine, a hockey Nine, right? Tournament. Nine. So we're in wow. Boston for a hockey tournament. Every So it, perfect timing. Family, let's get together. Let's celebrate Milo's birthday. So we go to a restaurant in the north end of Boston. Okay? So we're downstairs in like this kind of private area. Have this nice, beautiful dinner. Everyone's having a good time. Somehow, Mickey, Mickey Rourke, who's my mom, ends up sitting across from my dad, Uh-oh. and there's wine flowing. That was a complete... I mean, together again. No, not, <laughs> not together. Okay. Uh, that went wild. And then as we're leaving, so we sing happy birthday, Kate comes on and everything else. Now, how like, if anyone's been to the North End and is listening to the show knows, like, they can't, it's hard to park, especially on a Saturday night in North End. So I parked in a, a surface lot, like, I don't know, half a, half a mile away from the road, wherever it was. A 10-minute walk. So I'm, I'm going to go leave, get the car, and I'll pick everyone up. So as I'm walking out, there's a table. There was us, and then there was one table at the front where you'd walk up the stairs. Three, uh, three guys. One guy in a sport coat, another guy, and then a guy facing me kind of just a table of three. Seemed like, seemed like good guys, whatever. Right. As I'm walking out, stops me and goes, uh, which, which one of you is the father? I was like, uh... Of of the birthday boy, he's like, yeah, of the birthday boy. I was like, that's that's me, that's my son. How old? I was like, oh, he's he's gonna turn nine. Pulls out his pulls out a wad of cash like this thick. Really? Hey, he goes, hey, here you go. You're blessed. Really? Gives me fifty bucks. Wow. How about that? How about that? Is right. I was like, what is happening? That's like, a gentleman. That a gentleman. wow. It's like wow, thank you. I'll give, wow. I'll, give him the, I'll give him the money. Thank you so much. That is gl- well, good for you. Congratulations. I never had that happen to me ever. Wow, Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, all right, we got a lot to do today. A lot of there's nothing like monstrously that we have to get into for hours, but there's a lot of stuff. There's the Senga update. 
There's the Juan Soto, Carlos Rodon stuff. There's the Knicks game on Saturday. There's the Rangers and their winning streak, boop, out the window. There's the Islanders and they, oh, they, they're looking good, right? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to get into today. Yeah, Islanders don't look good. No, they don't look good. No, Combine they, starts this week. Oh, I can't wait for that. Can't can't wait. I guess I, I forget exactly how it is. I think Jaden Daniels is not throwing. Is that right? That probably that sounds like that could be right. I, Caleb Williams is not throwing. Right, they'll do it at their pro days where right. they have it all scripted out. Right. Uh, a couple of guys are JJ McCarthy is throwing. So well, we he's might... the one that everyone's talking about. I just saw Field Yates's um, mock draft. I, I, t- I w- was I not first on that? Yeah, you were first on that. But I mean, now I, I like to see the Fields now doing like the mock draft stuff. We got to get him on because he's a friend of the show. But Love I think yeah, JJ McCarthy at twelve. Yeah, and and that's before he's done anything. If he goes and has a good, you know, good combine, he could certainly shoot up the ranks. So there's a lot to do. What you want to start a little baseball here today? I'm excited for baseball, not necessarily the Mets season, but I'm excited for baseball. I mean, since you were gone, obviously, the Senga news, which is just, I, I mean, almost catastrophic. Because if they don't have him for an extended period of time, how are they going to compete at all? Well, so that's what's amazing to me is it maybe shame on us. I mean, he they kind of said it, right? I mean, they said it. Last year they pivoted off right. 101 wins. Hey, we're going to spend this money. We're going to paint it anyway, so we'll spend it. We'll get rid of Verlander. We'll get rid of Scherzer. We want to build our farm system, which... Has always been a goal of theirs. And, you know, we don't want to call it punt on the season, but we're not going to be as as aggressive to try to go out there and and win a championship. And we're like, come on, that, that's not going to be true. It's It was true. I just don't understand how now. Like, I can get it. Like, Steve Cohen paid $100 million in the competitive balance tax last year. His penalty was $100 million, which mm-hmm. is cra- it's a crazy amount of money to pay. And we hear all the time how much money he's worth. But that can't be something that you consistently you do, especially with the epic failure that's la- that last season was. Like that's not a that's not a recipe for the sustained uh, sustained success that he's talking about. Where every year it's go spend the most money and hope it works out. Because I mean that's just not how you build a that's not how you build a team, right? And they're trying to do it the right way. Right. I also understand for all the people, including us, that are like I mean you got you actually I mean outside of the the rotation. We got Edwin Diaz coming back. Bullpen should be pretty good unless you wear it out. You look at the lineup, right? You got Lindor, Pete. You got a healthy Marte, hopefully. Nimmo, McNeil bouncing back. You got Alvarez behind the plate. It's like, okay, add, you know, you maybe add a Justin Turner or JD Martinez. Like the, the lineup should be good. You add Bader in center field, so that'll help you defensively. Like the lineup has the potential to be. To be good, to put you in the in the conversation as at the very least a wild card team. I don't right, think you're better just, than the, they just don't have the starting pitching to compete. It doesn't right. feel like. And, and then, like I think the excuse a lot of people because it's amazing how quickly Mets fans have like just punted as fans just punted on the season. Well, if you're going to punt on the season, we'll punt on the season. Is if you're going to tell me, hey, JD Martinez, you know, we're already up against it, we're over it, so whatever we have to pay, it's going to be, you know, I got to pay a hundred and you know, hundred and ten percent or whatever I'm spending. I want to see Vientos. I want to see Beatty. Like we want to, we want to know what we have. I get that. That's fine. I'm, I can buy into that. But the whole notion now with the Senga, uh, the Kodai Senga going down, and you're taking a flyer on, on uh, Manaya, you're taking a, a flyer on Severino, who was terrible last season. I know they're low risk one year deals, but like who's to say that go out now and like. I don't know. I just feel like when you have as much money as Steve Cohen has, or these big these big market teams have. And you want to wait it out and say to yourself, okay, we'll go hard after the, you know, we'll shop at Nordstrom's first, which was the Yamamoto stuff. We'll give it our best. Doesn't want our money. That's fine. We're not going to just go, you know, give Blake Snell nine million, you know, nine years at 270 or whatever he wants. 
But the real luxury of having this much money is if you wait and you time it right, and all of a sudden now, like you saw what Bellinger just signed for, you know, prices start to come down. And you can get a you can get a legitimate deal. Signing someone like I mean, signing someone like Jordan Montgomery or a pitcher now that Sang is out, that's not going to affect negatively affect you long term. Like if you get a good deal, like Jordan Montgomery is going to be here for how many years? Yeah, I agree with that. And and you don't even have to sign him to a long term deal if you don't want, right? You could even pay him a little more over a short term deal. Right, like Bellinger got a good deal short term. Yeah, with opt outs. Right, so I I don't disagree with you. Um, this this the sky is falling thing with the Mets though. I mean, Stearns is competent. Stearns is capable. I he must have the earn rightfully so of Steve Cohen and says, let me do it this way. Now I don't necessarily love this way because it feels like it's going to take longer than the other option. But they tried the other option and it did not work. And they're saying, we're now going to do the opposite of that, the way I'm comfortable building things. But I agree. If they signed you know, Montgomery to a short-term deal, well, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. And and I said to Grasso last week, I was like, so so what? He's like, well, they don't want to pay the, the, the competitive balance tax. And I, well, so, well, why? Like, like, this guy is more, he doesn't know what to do with all his money. He's spending hundreds of millions of dollars on artwork. So if I have to pay some money in that, competitive balance they have to pay that money in the competitive balance i don't care well i understand outside of the money and everything else like i mean there are other ramifications draft wise and everything else i'm just saying like you have i think and i think you probably agree with this when you go i mean you go top to bottom and you look at that what their lineup is going to be like they have a good enough lineup where i don't feel like you have to punt on the season right outside of what like like dj stewart is my everyday dh i, I don't love that vientos and Beatty is a question mark i guess i think the lineup is very strong actually right strong you'll be better defensively like, it just feels like you have an opportunity now because of, I mean, first of all, how much money he has and, and what's happened with, you know, with the market. Like, teams, you know, teams aren't going to overspend for these guys. Like, there are things. Like Blake Snell's coming off a of freaking Cy Young and no one wants to give him what he's asking for. No, I think well, part would, of would, you, do, would you consider giving him a nine-year deal? No, absolutely not. I mean, come on. That's, that seems crazy. No, but what I'm saying is now you have, the, you have the opportunity to take advantage maybe of getting a great deal. For a bunch of different reasons. Like, there are question marks about Blake Snell, only pitches five innings. I think part of why Jordan Montgomery is probably still available is the whole, you know, regional TV deal out in Texas. They thought that they would get that kind of cleaned up, and then they could sign him. It felt like he wanted to go to back to Texas. But, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like it affects your, like, I understand you have a long-term plan. And part of that long-term plan is, hey, we're not going to sign J.D. Martinez because we want to see, you know, Mark Vientos in an expanded role, what he could be. Right, like I mean, I get that you want to see what your young players are. That's part of building, you know, building your team. I don't think there's like a a long term negative effect of going out and trying to solidify your rotation. That right now, without Kodai Senga, who's like who's first of all, I don't think Kodai Senga is an ace, but who's who's oh. your one at the moment? I, I guess Quintana. Well, I mean, I mean that uh, no. It's well, not yeah, well, I heard Hauser. <laughs> it's I, not no. Severino. No, right. So that's a problem. So even like even when your staff was healthy, you didn't feel like you had a, an ace. Like there's no Garrett Cole on your staff that you God know every no. fifth day is going to be lights out. God no. And you 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 were making Senga into the best of of a, a poor rotation, but it's not like he's a great pitcher. He's giving you great moments, but you, nobody looks at him and says, "Boy, he's an absolute stud." No, who's pitching all the innings? That's my question. Like who's I don't pitching know. all the and innings? You talk about a good bullpen. It's great, but how do you get there? Well, yeah. Like what is this? Like halfway through the season, what does your bullpen look like? I mean, if you use them the way you think you might have to use them, they could be totally decimated. Dude, I think the, the most innings last year that, that from a Mets that's on, in the style on the staff now was Sengen. He pitched 166. Yeah. Great. He's got a lot, lot of wear on that arm. Um, email comes in for Sergio. It says, Grasa did an elite job filling in for Rick. 
but you can't replace the man. The second I heard his voice this morning, I just smiled ear to ear. Wow. How nice is that? It is nice. It's, yeah, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to be back. I miss you guys a lot. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Do me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing voices? Now I'm doing voices. <laughs> how, about this, how about this one, too? So we finish up there. After I get, I, I might be a made man at this point. Pick up, pick up Cass and the kids, and it's hectic, whatever. We get back to the hotel, right. and she's like, oh, I forgot the iPad. I was like, what do you mean you forgot she the iPad? She left the iPad at, at, at the, the restaurant? restaurant? Oh, yeah, she's so like, you got to go back for that. Right. So we walk back down, and of course, Brian's with me. Those guys give you another 50? No, no, listen to this. So wait, wait, what do, you mean, what, do you mean, what do you mean Brian? But Brian's with me. Why was Brian with you? Because Brian, because the, the initial vacation, we had hockey playoffs, and then we went right from hockey playoffs because we were headed to Boston anyway. Took the kids skiing for a couple days. And I, dude, I'm telling you, we stayed at this this place where they had an indoor pool. At one point, there must have been 150 people in the you couldn't see water. People were obsessed with the indoor pool. Um, so anyway, so we go back down and we jump in the car. And as we're jumping in the car, the doorman's like, "Hey, uh, you guys need anything?" We're like, "No, we're good." Like, we're headed to the North End. Brian goes, "You want anything to eat?" Like joking around. He's like, "No, I'm good." And like an idiot, I go, "How about a cannoli?" Because the North, they got you know Mike's Mike's uh, pastry, famous cannoli place. He goes. Oh, yeah? I love cannolis. I was like, oh, God, what an idiot I am. So now you had to stop and get the guy cannolis? <laughs> no, I had to, I had to like, drive down one street, drop Brian off. He had to go run, pick up the iPad. I had to circle around. Meanwhile, Mike's on a Saturday night. It's, it's like, it, it, like the, the line's out the door. He somehow had to sneak in, and then, like, as I'm driving, he had to like, jump in the moving car to get this, to get this, uh, the, the guy a chocolate chip cannoli. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I, just, I was trying to be nice. I didn't think he would say, yes, I'd love a cannoli. Well, what, I mean, you, you made that offer. Uh, right. And I came through, but I just thought it'd be like, oh, hey, no, don't worry about it. I'm all set. No. no I love- you, 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 you leave the studio. You're like, hey, Dave, I'm going to get something. You want something? Yeah, that's not on me. That's on you. I know. So I go, we got him the cannoli, but I just, I just, like an idiot, I just assumed he'd be like, no, don't worry about it, guys. Thank you, though, for the offer. So we got him the cannoli. People love cannoli. It's delicious. Oh. Um, so guess what, by the way? What? You'll never guess this. Off, I'll have to just tell you. Well, give me a, well, hold on. Give me now a, you won't be able some- to guess it because you, you shouldn't be able to guess it. Well, how do you know? I mean, you're psyche. Maybe if you give me a clue, I could guess it. Um, there's no clue to really give you. I, right, I think well, I just, just tell me that. That's a good to, game. Yeah, you know, just you know shut what? up. Yeah, really? What's yeah, you guys are you? both. Yeah, listen, you guys are both on probation. Both of you. Who? who me? No, not you. Oh. No, the two in the other room. They're the on probation. For? Well, you well, know exactly. I, I know why you're on probation. Yeah, right. And RJ let it happen. Both of you. RJ was unwell. Yeah, I know. But it doesn't mean that when RJ leaves, all of a sudden they just all hell can break loose. It was, it was, and the thing about it was, it, he wasn't apologetic. He he was still just, not apologetic. He, oh. he, he's just defiant. He's like, I didn't do the open, and it's just too darn bad for you guys. And there were, I was getting emails all show how people desperately missed the open. But he and I heard care. him. I heard him too throwing me right under the bus. He's like Rick's been trying to kill this for a month. Yeah. Well, you know what? If that goes, then everything goes. Yeah, I heard. I heard that now all of a sudden Wednesday's turns into the feud. The, f- the feud. No. Uh, I'm not doing it. Guess who will be speaking for the journalism school at uh, Binghamton University tonight? Oh, there's no way you're going to Binghamton. I'm not going. I'm doing a, a Zoom call. Binghamton kids. 
tonight, 7.30. Oh, I can't. Can, I, can you send me the Zoom the link so I could jump in there? No, because you'll make fun of me. No, I won't. No, I absolutely not. The last thing I want is for you to start heckling me from the back row, throwing <laughs> tomatoes at me as I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to the kids at Binghamton University. <laughs> you'll I'll be throwing try- verbal tomatoes. No, there's no way. <laughs> I want to see you in action. I'm going to be terrific. Oh, I can't wait for this. Do you write anything down? No. Oh, Do you know me? Yeah, I know you, but I assume maybe like a, a rough outline of what you like to speak about? No, I'm going to go right off the cuff. Oh. RJ, can you imagine one of these kids asked Dave, like, uh, hey, have you ever done Have you ever done shrooms? Why, why would they ask that? I Excuse me, Mr. Rothenberg. Yeah, Stephen here, Jr. from uh, East Islip. Have you ever done shrooms? Well, have I mean, you done yes. crack? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's relatable. I mean, maybe he's like, you know what? I came off a weekend. I made a lot of regrettable decisions. Dave, I, I regretfully, oh, I tell yeah. you. I did some shrooms this weekend. What can you do to advise me moving forward? And you're like, well, son, I also did shrooms. I, a licky boom boom down. I thought I teleported myself once and I peed my pants. Oh, and this is why no one, none of you guys will be on the Zoom. If anyone tells you that when you take shrooms, you can teleport, they're lying. Is there any way we, we can get on the Zoom? Like just Please. to watch? Just let us watch. No, I, I promise. I, I mean, you could. I could. I could send you the Zoom. But why would I? I promise. I, I promise we won't say a word. No, but I don't trust you. I'll give you my that, word. That, that's a heck of a promise to make. I'm not sure I could stand. See, by that Ray, Ray can't even make that promise. Ugh. See, I think we'd be good until probably like it'd be that one too many go rounds of. Does anyone have anything? Uh yes, Professor. This is uh, Richard here. You probably didn't know I was even in the class. <laughs> And then, and then I got Brian on the Zoom. No, Brian and Huntington. <laughs> no. Hey, this is this is Richard in the back. I got about a semester under my belt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you see me as a sophomore here, but yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be addressing the journalism school at Binghamton. Ugh. And as they say about Binghamton, it's the Ivy of the Sunnis. <laughs> uh, we used to go up and play in Binghamton. Oof. Not so nice. Uh, so the sun doesn't shine a lot up in Binghamton. No, but no. it's a chilly area. It's good, a little cold. Um, so how about the Yankees? I mean, Yankee fans couldn't be more excited for the season. Soto hitting a monster home run. Radon looking pretty good. I mean, it's all in February. It's all coming together for the Yankees. All coming together. Well, better. I mean, there's uh, this is a and again, who knows what's going to happen with Soto? But I mean, Soto's on a one year deal. Verdugo's on a one year deal. Like, I mean, that this team has the potential to look a lot different next year. I mean, they even said it. Right? You win 82 games. They go out. They get Soto. They try to get Yamamoto. They're all in. Come on. I mean, let's like the lineups, the lineup, if everyone stays healthy, which they won't, but still, is going to be, I I mean, much better than it was last year. You're talking about a team last year. I I mean, even their, dude, they were 25th in runs. Team batting average is 227. On base percentage was just over 30. Like it was uh, offensively, they weren't very good. To have Soto two and now Judge behind him three? Ooh. Yeah. I think no Judge last year. They hit like 202. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just a, it speaks to how important Judge is to this lineup. And I think the other thing, too, to, to I think to pay attention to is that it feels like the Yankees have spent the last couple of years trying to find what I think they've identified as kind of like the missing thing, the it. Because they've been, I mean, they're they're always a talented team, but they keep talking about the FU, right? You heard, um, you've heard them say that a bunch. We're looking for that, that FU. I mean, it's it's that's great. Like teams, you need that. You need that edge. But the guys giving the EFU have to be able to play, right? Like you got. I mean, if you're going to have that mentality, like you'd you'd like guys that can actually back it up. I think you got. I mean, Soto is one of those guys that kind of gives you that that edge, and he backs it up. Marcus Stroman is like he he's got that natural 
edge to him. Yeah, he's see, I think he's unlikable. Not not for for the team he's on. I think there's a lot of people around baseball that just don't like Marcus Stroman, which is fine. Well, yeah, no, which is care. fine. Like there are plenty of guys. Like I mean, you go through. I, I mean, the list of I could I could give you a, a list of guys that played in the NHL that were crucial to their team because because they played with that edge. They kind of they they walked that line that other teams hated. But if he was on your team, you love him, right? Because I mean, it's it's. I think there's something to be said about that. That like that it, it gives you this. Like this kind of like swag, this confidence when you go in, like no one like they, because the Yankees are good, but Aaron Judge is not that guy. No, Aaron Judge is not going to play with that edge. Garrett Cole's not going to play with that edge. That's Soto, and it's not Soto acting out of character. It's who he is. That's who he is. Like he's going to shuffle towards the pitcher. He's going to celebrate his home runs. I can't stand that shuffle towards the pitcher. I, and I'm sure pitchers don't like it either. But what are you going to do? He's still. I mean, he's one of the best offensive players in baseball. No, he's phenomenal. No, he's absolutely phenomenal. I, I wonder if the Yankees fan. We can open this up to the Yankees fan. If you go through this regular season excited, or if you go through this regular season only with the expectation of what the postseason is going to be. You know what I mean? Like, do you enjoy the regular season like you should? And if you win 98 games, or is it all great, we're winning games, it's July, it's August, but I can't get overly excited till we actually get to October. I think there'll be a level of excitement just because of the new, some of the new faces. Right. I think you'll be excited to see what Soto looks like. You'll be excited to see Verdugo. You'll be excited to see if Carlos Rodon. It's a big year for Carlos Rodon, man. Huge year. Huge year. I know we said it a bunch of different times, but he's got to be feeling the pressure. Uh, to to miss to miss as much time as he missed and then come back and not be very good. I mean, I, I think I've told you this a couple times. It, it felt like it was one of those years where he got paid and maybe didn't do all the things necessary to get himself ready for the season because he doesn't like he didn't look the same. He looks like he's clearly in better shape this season coming into camp than he was last year. Oh, he better be better than he was last year. So I mean, he's he's crucial to their success with that rotation. But I, I was actually thinking watching uh, I was watching some of the game yesterday. Like, yeah, Spencer Jones do what he did. He's a big man. Dude, he's humongous and he's fast. What this Yankees outfield could look like at one point. (laughs) With Jones, Jones, you got Dominguez coming back. You got Judge. You got Soto. I mean, imagine Judge and Wright and Jones in in center. Those two two guys roaming the outfield at their size. Right. right. It'd be like the Rangers' fourth line. (laughs) Hitting hitting bombs. A Um, 470-foot home run. Thanks. Uh, Poppy Chulo uh, emails in. He says, we love the feud. The guys just suck at the feud. I don't say the guys. I, I participate in the feud. Raymond does not like the feud. Well, okay. And we, ne- we, we know now about the show that if Raymond doesn't like something, it has no legs because the show revolves around Raymond. I think secretly Raymond's the boss. I think We so just too. don't know it. I, th- I think he's, he's running all things. He's like the Don Corleone. All right, let's break. Name we'll come back. that follows the word pork. You pie. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh, that's unbelievable. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You want the good or the bad? Oh, we've already done a couple good. I guess give me the bad. Uh, Matt Craig emails in, why does Rick think any of us want to hear his terrible story? Shut your mouth and talk sports. No. Well, how, how can you shut your mouth if you talk sports? I think in the first 20 minutes of the show, we've talked more sports than you guys talked for like a week last week. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to let you sit here and disparage me. And I'm Dan. just saying. Uh, and then Al Dwyer, I'm typically a podcast guy, but the anticipation of Rick being back just led me to the ESPN New York app first thing this morning. 
There's truly no one that fits the show better. Have a great week, guys. See, that was nice. But why Why do you have to take shots at, at me and Dan? Why, why I'm does not it make taking you shots. Feel better? Oh, it did make me feel better. I mean, I just, uh, I figured I came back from vacation. I was gone for a full week, maybe sprinkling a couple stories. I'm not opposed to that. There's no real pressing sports story today. No, but we're of course we're going to have sports during the show today. Let, Dude, let's I got to tell you, uh, speaking yeah. of sports, wild and like wild and out right now, Mike Tenenbaum. We had him on last week. Holy, he is running amok. And, and uh, did you hear that? We had him on and we, we went right after him. It's unbelievable. When we had him on, I said, Mike, this is more of a wellness check than anything. Are you all right? <laughs> I was like, you are saying some wild stuff. <laughs> N- I mean, no. Uh, dude, he's playing the game. I mean, he's, yeah, he's playing the game I, well. I the game is ridiculous. Stop I can't play the game. I hate it. Don't play the game. Just be just be you. That's not him. That's I think he's a perfect fit in Dallas. I think Tony Pollard was. Kill me. Honestly, <laughs> take me and push me off somewhere. <laughs> You kill me. If, Sa- if Saquon winds up in Dallas, I'm going to take a few days. No, you can't take a few days. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, you I can't. can't. RJ's team just lost the Super Bowl. He goes. He goes. He goes to the Ravens. He goes. And fine. Just, just not the Cowboys and not the Eagles. Anywhere else, I'm totally fine. Dude, there is. I mean, there's going to. There's a lot that's going to happen this off season. And, and it starts Jeff- now. Right. You got the Justin Jefferson report. I mean, this is going to be a wild off season. Well, we got around the league at 7:45. So oh, strap yeah. in for that. Yep. Strap in for that. Let's go to Cullum. In the Bronx. Good morning, Column. You're on 98.7. Uh, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ricky. Shout out to uh, Company at Chase. Um, the question you guys mentioned about, like, you know, the Yankees and stuff. Me personally, I'm always, I'm always excited and I'm happy to watch the season. But not even, not only just the guys that you mentioned, mentioned Soto and Rodon, but I'm really excited to see, you know, like if. And, and DJ LeMayu can, you know, rewrite what the end of their career is about to look like as, you know, as they look like they're, they look like they're fading away, but let's see if they can do that. And probably the guy I'm most excited to is, is Anthony Volpe. I mean, personally, I was so really surprised he won a gold glove watching every game. I saw, I saw a lot of mistakes. I didn't think. I was I'm surprised he won that, but he's the person, you know, all the people have said, like, he is the shortstop of the future. We need to see something, you know, not battling the Mendoza line all season. And, you know, he's projected to possibly be, you know, a starting shortstop for the next 10 years. You know, he's got to make, he's got to make some big steps. Well, I mean, don't go crazy on the kid. He's he's young. He was thrust into quite the opportunity last year. He was he asked to do more than he probably should have been because the team was struggling so much. And now, and thanks to the call column, it should get back to the norm where Anthony Volpe, you know, at least to start the season, is batting eighth or ninth. And and you know, just just go do your thing and be quiet about it. Now that you've added these guys offensively, right? That's what that's what hurt him last year. Was was all of a sudden Judge went down. They were struggling offensively, and now you know they're they're looking at him to help you know help carry them offensively, which is which is probably not fair to the kid. I think for me, I think Anthony Volpe. I mean, to do what he did, you use the word thrust. There's a good word. You know, fresh out of camp, starting shortstop for the New York Yankees, and as the year progressed and guys started to go down, I mean, expectations changed from the hope was, hey, we we you know we stick him at nine, he can find his way. Not really going to, I mean, whatever we get from him is going to be great. But all of a sudden now you're looking at him like, okay, well, we're going to need, someone's going to have to do something. So you start moving him around, bring him up to the leadoff spot. He's got the, he's got the exact skill set to fit where the game is going. 
You see, he's electric on the bases, and I think the biggest question for him last season was what was he going to be defensively? He wins a gold glove. I got to I got to assume maybe that's not it's not safe to do, but that he's going to be now in year two where he's already he's established. Okay, I belong in this league. That he'll average wise, especially, will have a better better year two. I, I mean, here's the thing that's really unfair: is did he struggle in spots? Absolutely, he did. But you think about what you put him into. He he's a rookie shortstop on the Yankees. It would be weird if he didn't struggle in spots, and you moved him up to the leadoff spot last year because you were desperate and the offense did nothing. Just, the fact that we're saying, boy, Volpe struggled at moments last year, I think is unfair. I well, do. He did. I, I think you asked too much of him. Right. Well, he did. He struggled, but that was. I mean, the thought was he probably at some point is going to struggle, as as all rookies, you know, will usually struggle. There'll be a time either they get off the hot start, whatever it is, and then kind of, you know, the fact that you're playing every day, one sixty two pitchers adjust to you. It, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, every every player in in any sport will have a period of time where they struggle. And, you know, how quickly can you come out of it? And, you know, it, it took him a minute. But the expectation, I think, for, for the Yankees going into this was we have enough offense in this lineup that we're not going to rely on him. Like, we expect him to struggle. And then he'll find his way and he'll figure it out. And, you know, as we're winning games where no one's really talking about it. But they, there wasn't. Judge goes down. They weren't winning games. So I mean, you're breaking down every loss, and you're looking at the, you're looking at the batting averages. You're like, whoa, Volpe's sitting like 190. That's not great. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't have affected you nearly as much, or even at all, if the Yankees were winning games and he was batting ninth in the lineup. Right. But you look if at he went the- out there, stole bases, hit 197, and was a Gold Glove caliber shortstop, you'd be like, you know what, this is totally fine. Yeah, but for some reason, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think most fan bases are like this, but maybe it's, I mean, it is the Yankees, too, and the expectations with the Yankees is, you know, it, I, I guess the you know, perfect scenario is he bursts onto the scene and all of a sudden, you know, he just, you know, right away gets it and he's, you know, he's rookie of the year. But that wasn't the case. But when you look at what he brings to the table, has the potential to bring to the table, I mean, answers the question defensively, has pop, can steal bases. I mean, he, he brings a lot to this team. And I think he'll be better in year two when you add well, that. You with, would expect that. I mean, it would, be, it would be odd if he was the same play or, or took a step back. No, and I think the other thing, too, is with Dominguez coming back at some point, right? I, I mean, Cullen mentioned DJ LeMay, who, who's just, again, his second half was better. But, I mean, he's, again, he's, he's getting older. It's like, so all of a sudden now the older players just naturally stay healthier? No, that's not usually the case. But, I mean, with the Stanton stuff, too, Stanton looks like he's, like he's back to being you know, he's a baseball player, so he's I mean, he's lost that bulk, but still, yeah, I don't we'll, know how... We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Right, but I think you have enough options now where you don't necessarily have to... You won't necessarily have to rely on on Stanton. Right, right. Stanton is not your number two option. It's not Judge, and if Judge... I mean, Judge is always great, but your number two guy is Stanton. I mean, Stanton could be your three or four or, or fifth option at this point now. Right, and I think they're at the point now where it's like they recognize that, and, you know, hopefully... You know, hopefully with how he's changed his body, he can stay healthy and he can contribute and he can be, you know, a big part of this team. But if he can't, it's not going to be debilitating. Right. But you, you can't believe that, right? You're, you're not no. in the mindset that he's that he's going to be able to do those things. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it at this point. I mean, but you are, I mean, stuck with that contract now. Right. Uh, no, the, the guy that and you're not going to know until you know. And that's Radon. Yeah, Radon, and yeah, I mean, I think you know about Soto. I mean, but Radon just, I mean, with how bad year one went, especially some of the interactions he had with the fan base and everything else, I think that's the other question. Like, is he built for New York? Well, if he pitches well, all will be forgiven, and if he doesn't, he will be public enemy number one here. But here's the problem, though, Dave. We see this all the time here in New York. You only get one opportunity to make a good first impression. That sticks with a lot of people. 
Look at how it stuck with Julius Randle and how good he's been. Right. And the second he struggles, people those those people are right back to going after but I, but Julius I, I Randle. Think, I think something with Randle, I think like his just the way he plays basketball turns a lot of people off. I understand that. But look at Stanton too. When when they bring you in as kind of that missing piece and they give you a boatload of money and you and you come early and struggle and don't ingratiate yourself with the fan base, it's tough to bounce back from that. It is like, uh, dude. It, I mean, it, it's so crazy about this city. Like, just the polar opposites. Like, how, I, it, it, whoever, like Reppy, perfect example. He is the, he's like a cult hero now. Like the the way it first, like the first taste of him you got was he's fighting Matt Martin in the in the stadium series, and now everyone he's beloved. Yeah, by well, the Rangers. Fans. Not. I mean, up until last night, the Rangers are winning every game and they were playing. But, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's it's funny how it works here, but it, it it's true though. It is hard. To shake off whatever first impression that you make, if you're not, if you're not, especially if you're not a guy that's a, a homegrown guy. Look at how hard Garrett Cole had it. Oh, people, people couldn't stand him. Right? Is Garrett Cole still an ace to get rid of the sticky stuff? He can't pitch anymore. Like it's like when you when you get signed as a player from another team and they give you a boatload of money and you don't produce right away. Oof, it's a tough city. It really is. Uh, Rich in Monroe. Hi, Rich. You're on ninety-eight-seven. What's up, guys? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Um, I just want to make a. I just want to ask a quick question. If you guys have seen Spencer Jones at all, his at bats, and I know it's just spring training, but he looks he looks pretty good, and um, and he looks huge. I mean, his well, size is that's not going to change. He, he's he's enormous. So <laughs> I mean, unless he's got scoliosis, I think he'll probably be the same size by the time. Uh, right. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the regular season is going to affect his height. I don't think. <laughs> the pre- you know sometimes the pressure's heavy. Uh, yeah, could could weigh him down a little bit. No, he's he's enormous and he looks great. You should be excited. Yeah, the bat the bat gets to the ball. He, he looks he's making good contact. I mean, Volpe looked like a stud last year too, but it's good to see. You know. Oh well, yeah, and here's see. the thing. And here's the thing, though. I mean, and we'll see what happens with Soto. But there's no there's no real rush to get him up here, right? Like there's I mean, this is a guy that they're not gonna. This was part of the whole reason why I, I think Spencer Jones, who Milwaukee, was, that's who Milwaukee wanted for uh, for Burns. Right. And they said, no way. And I think the Padres wanted him, too. Yeah, and they're like, no. And I think a lot of Yankees fans are kind of like, they wanted to see it because we know you know, Brian Cashman has this history of kind of like overvaluing his own prospects. And by the time he's ready to deal them, they're not worth anything anymore. What, what's the time frame on him? What are they What are they talking about? Oh, Jones is, what, 22 years old? Yeah. He's a I, think maybe, I think they said maybe two years when I, when I was listening. Two years? Well, dude, I mean, you got Dominguez coming back. You got Judge. If they signed Soto... What's the rush? And what did I tell you? What did I tell you last year? At some point, you'd start hearing. I don't know. Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge taking reps at first. Yes, you did. You did. So, so you're going to play him at center and first? No, I'm not. Not now. But I mean, Anthony Rizzo's gone after the season. You try to no, keep the I guy know. healthy, less wear and tear on the body. And he's six seven. I mean, how, how nice would be nice throw target, six, right? Oh. Nice target. Um, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Wants to talk about something that's going to be happening on the station. Hi, Jose. Hey, good morning. Uh, um, shout out to the company, and I wanted to say um, thank you guys for setting the date uh, for May 5th for the Pickleball date. I'm very happy that you guys are, you know, um, going to be doing this, and it's going to bring uh, pretty much everyone from the company together, and pretty much we'll be there to cheer you guys on. And I just well, want to forget about you know, cheering you guys on. Who, who are you rooting for in the match? 
Oh, of course I'm rooting for you guys. Come on. There's no way. There's no way. Come on, man. Uh, As much as I respect Anita and Amarni, you guys are definitely who I'm rooting for. So the uh, thing, uh, what I wanted to ask, because, you know, Amarni did, um, Anita did bring up the point on Sunday that since she lives closer to Armani, they would have more practice time than you guys because you guys would live further apart. And apparently she insinuated since Rick is a very devoted father, which you are because of the hockey tournament and everything, that you might, that you guys might not have, you know, as much practice time. And, you know, Tom pretty much insinuated that you guys would get cream. And I just wanted to hear your uh, guys. First of all, Tom it. has real problems. All right, let me say that before we get it. I mean, honestly, like he's a nice guy. Rick, we went, we, and thanks for the call, Jose. We went out to brunch with Tom. He sat there in silence. He didn't, didn't say, say a word. word. That's, that's a psychopathic When I wore younger men's clothes. Psychopathic behavior. Yeah, here's the problem, though, for him. And this is, again, this is something he's going to have to overcome. Hey, just recognize this going in. Like, I know when I go somewhere, I got to be on. People are expecting, yeah, there's a certain you know, level I got to be at. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when people, especially people you're at breakfast with, think you look like a serial killer, you can't just sit in silence. And act like a serial killer? And act like a serial killer. Right. <laughs> I mean, he did his best I- impression of Jeffrey Dahmer at the brunch. <laughs> you know what I don't like about this station? What's, what? I'm going to pull a Raymond Santiago on a uh, Friday roast. I'm going I'm to attack the entire station. The lack of respect that people at the station have for us is it's amazing. To for me. us, meaning you and I? Yes, for the show, for us. Why? Who doesn't respect us? It's like Tom Bauer comes on the show. It's the morning show. It should be, I mean, it should, you'd think, be a big deal. I would and love right, nothing more than to be nestled. Yeah, like right to, <laughs> right to our faces. Who do you want to win? Uh, Anita and Amani. Whatever. And then on top of that, you would just think, I mean, we are, last time I checked, we're participating in the pickleball match, right? Right. W- wouldn't it be nice, hey, like morning show, why don't you guys announce that? Well, you know, last time I asked that, and it's great you bring that up. I asked John. I was like, listen, can I announce that? Not yet. Not yet. Hold on that. Then yesterday, I checked Twitter. I get a million tweets. Can't wait for the pickleball match. I'm like, what? I guess they, they got the the green light to go and announce it on their show. Right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they, they don't care about us. No. No. It's, it's not nice. And, and by, by the way. As long as we each practice leading up to the match, I don't know that we necessarily have to practice playing with each other. Well, no, listen, uh, let's get one thing straight here, right? I mean, I, I'm on the cusp. I got a big baseball meeting tonight. I will drive if I have to to Dave to practice. We should have at least one day where we, we, we play on the same team leading up to the match. But, I mean, if you play and I play, it's, it's fine. I don't think we need to practice on the same team 10, 15 times. No, but we will. Like I'm not like I'm not going there to lose. No, no, we're not going there to lose. But I'm also not saying anything. They can they can spat their mouths off fine. When when push comes to shove, I feel confident in our abilities and let's go. Yeah, we'll see what happens on Cinco de Mayo, baby. I'll Anita, be ready. And Anita's probably gonna be drunk during the match. <laughs> what? Hello! What? She have, have a margarita in her in her water bottle. <laughs> I mean, listen, Anita is known to like to imbibe, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if she were to uh, throw back a few before the match. Here's what we do. I'll tell you exactly what we do. I'm going to hire somebody. This is what I'm going to do for the show. I'm going to hire a bartender, okay? I'm going to bring a bartender making delicious signature margaritas at the event. Who's the cat now? That's temptation number one. What you're responsible for is I want I want spreads, over-unders, all, ar- all around the facility. 
She, there's no way she'll be able to keep her, her attention on pickleball. Uh-huh. She starts seeing over-unders, spreads, player props, and then there's drinks. Forget it. She's out. We'll have the upper hand, no, no problem. Maybe she, when she has one of her, her gambling lackeys on, they can set a line on this match. <laughs> Joe the Wiz or uh, Alex Monaco. <laughs> or the, uh, the handyman that she, she brought over to steal her scooter. <laughs> I don't think she brought him over to steal the scooter. I think that was a, a byproduct of. <laughs> he was like a, he's like a known felon. But I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> How about a, what a bad friend, though. Hey, I got this great handyman. <laughs> so was there ever any resolution to that, or the guy just stole her scooter and, and didn't fix what needed to be fixed? <laughs> no, I think he just, he, he's like, oh, I'll take the scooter. I can, I can put it together at my, my place. And then that was it? <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. J- Jimmy in the car. Hi, Jimmy. You're on 98.7. Good morning, fellas. I just want to talk about how the Yankees always constantly seem to keep the prospects in the minors for so long. Last year, we had guys like IKF and Billy McKinney playing center field and were clamoring for Jason Dominguez, and they want the extra year of control. They finally bring him up too late. He's hurt in a week, and now we're right back here with Spencer Jones. Is it going to be another three years before we get to see this guy in the majors, or what are we doing? I don't think it's going to be that long. Well, I think it'll depend, though, too. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if the kid is, is ready, the kid deserves to come up and play if there's a spot. I think there's a lot of teams, especially when you're trying to win a championship, that usually will err on the side of experienced veteran players because there's a better idea. of You have a, a pretty good idea of what you're going to get from those guys. Uh, you see it in every – I mean, it, it, it happens in, in every sport. Like, there'll come, a, there'll come a certain time where we're talking about, hey, you know – the whole like uh, the whole cliche the the cliche you got to learn to you know to lose before you learn how to win like it I mean there's something to be said about veteran guys when you put them in big spots when you're trying to win a championship like there's the unknown with the young player hopefully I mean you just, listen they gave Anthony Volpe the starting shortstop job right no I don't think they'll be opposed to bring him up but my question would be is there reason to, I mean you might not need him this season right right you may not need him next season right so you're not going to bring him up to not play him now no, if 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 Soto leaves, you know, might he get thrust into a regular everyday role? I guess there's a chance of that. Let's wait and see. Right. I think you approach, if you're the Yankees, you approach the season, like uh, how you handle Spencer Jones is because he's not under contract, that Juan Soto's going to leave. So let's do the, all the things necessary to get him ready in case we need him next year. The last thing you want to do is call someone up in any sport and have him sit on the bench. The last no, that, thing you want to do. That would be ridiculous, and, and I don't think they're going to do that. They're not a stupid organization. No, but they have, uh, to his point, they have, I mean, you've seen them do it a lot, where they tell you, I mean, for really good proven players, no, we're not trading you this guy. He's untouchable. That's right. And you never see them, and by the time you see him, he stinks, and then you can't trade him for anything. When you could have got a legit player for him. Right. Because everybody's clamoring for him now. Everybody. Oh, yeah, this is the guy now. Yeah, th- this, is, this is the next guy. All right, let's break. We have a lot to do. We want to get to the next. Something happened over the weekend, which... You know, it's sad. I was waiting for this to happen at some point. It happened, and it's horrible. And we'll get to that as well. We go around the league. we got stuff you miss. we got everything because it is DNR, and Rick is back, and it's right here on 98.7 ESPN. And now, a word from True Green. Are you ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank? True Green has been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 50 years. Visit TrueGreen.com today and discover the easiest and most affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn, and that's guaranteed. 
Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.